Hello, Minnesota boxing fans, and welcome to another episode of the Minnesota Fight Night podcast. I'm Brian Johnson. In this episode, my co-host, Sean Strauss, and I are pleased to catch up with Dalton and Lacey Outlaw of Element Gym in St. Paul. Element Gym, which recently celebrated its 10th anniversary, offers programs for competitive boxers and those who simply want to train like a boxer. Dalton had a stellar amateur boxing career and was unbeaten in two professional fights. In 2009, he graduated from Concordia University in St. Paul with a degree in business administration. Two years later, he founded Element Gym. In addition, Dalton is the director of the Element Foundation. According to his LinkedIn page, Dalton understands the importance of maintaining a healthy bottom line and continues to use social innovation as a tool to give back to the community. His wife, Lacey, is a registered nurse who plays an active role in the business. I hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, thanks for joining the Minnesota Fight Night podcast. Uh, my name is Sean Strauss. My co-host is Brian Johnson. Tonight we've got Dalton and Lacey Outlaw of Element Gym over in St. Paul, Minnesota. Dalton, Lacey, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having Awesome. Um, so uh, basically, I guess we got to start in the beginning, right? With uh, Dalton, your boxing, right? So uh, how'd you get into boxing? Because um, I know you had an amateur career, you know, and a pro career. Um, yeah. So how did you even get into boxing? Well, I, um, you know, I grew up in Frogtown, uh, right on Edmonton. And uh, when I was around seven, eight years old, um, the BT Bombers Boxing Club uh, was by Clemmy Tucker Sr. Um, and uh, I ran across it. I literally, literally stumbled into it, um, riding my bike around the neighborhood. <laughs> Sorry. I was, you know, riding my bike around the neighborhood and they were they were putting the new club together. So they were uh, previously on Selby, the Selby community, but then he moved over to uh, Thomas and Arundel in, in Frogtown. And I stumbled into the gym and ended up, uh, falling in love with it, you know, falling in love with that, you know, that, that regimen of going there, working out and exercising. Um, and then I finally ended up getting in the ring, man. And, and, and I fell in love with, with, with boxing uh, ever since. So you said you were at BT Bombers and you mentioned the Tuckers. Um, after, uh, you know, your amateur career, when you were doing the pros, were you still working out um, there or was that in other gyms? So, so going back a little little more to history. So when I started boxing for BT Bombers Boxing Club, I was around eight years old. Um, and I, I boxed for Clemmy for uh, five, six years. Um, so, you know, I, I traveled and that's where I, I met Ceriso. Uh, we boxed, there's Michael Falk. We boxed out of BT Bombers and obviously Clem Jr. and all those guys who were, for, who are Bombers. Terrence Roy, all those guys, you know, I grew up boxing with until I, I became a teenager. And once I, once I got to my teenage years, I started to get into football. Um, so I played some ball and then I eventually made myself back in, after high school years into boxing. Um, but while I was gone, the BT Bombers Boxing Club closed down. Um, so that was in um, probably the early 2000s. They closed down the shop. And um, when I came back to boxing, I started to work with Johnny Johnson and Rice Street. Um, so I boxed okay. with 
Rice Street for a little bit and did some of my amateur boxing there um, until I eventually uh, opened my own gym and I continued to do some more boxing amateur wise until I turned pro uh, around 2014, um, 2015 and had a couple uh, pro fights uh, under my own banner. Awesome. Cool. So, so Lacey, know, uh, oh, what's that? What's that, Brian? No, I was just going to say, did you get to know uh, Vanda and Jason Litzow and guys like that when uh, in, in, in the amateur ranks? And, yeah, you know, so uh, not Matt Vanda. I didn't know much much uh, uh, with uh, Matt Vanda, but uh, Jason, I boxed with Jason in, in the amateurs, uh, Allen um, and Antonio Johnson uh, well, was a good friend of mine, too. And we actually boxed each other in the amateurs. Um, actually, I fought Caleb in the amateurs. Uh, me and Amber, me and me and like I said, Antonio Johnson boxed when I was like um, eight, nine years old. Mm -hmm. We were little guys. Mm -hmm. um, I get had experience growing up fighting with those guys. Cool. So you mentioned that you started your own your own gym. Um, was that before or after uh, you and Lacey were together? Um, so it was literally right before. So, you know, we had opened up in, in 2011. Uh, 2012 is when Lacey and I met. Um, and we started our relationship, and obviously that has grown <laughs> in many capacities. Uh, yeah, we had our firstborn in uh, 2014, 14. Um, and then we got married right after that. Awesome. And, uh, you know, I was talking to a buddy of yours, Dalton, um, at the 10-year anniversary. Uh, I think he said he goes by Hayes, um, okay. and he was... Yeah. You know, I, I was telling him that I never saw you guys uh, in the original setup, you know, as you guys have progressed and gotten bigger um, and made it all the way to where you are now. It's this amazing, you know, facility that you guys are in. Um, and he was telling me that you guys, you know, really kind of came up, you know, from from a smaller um, gym. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit what that was like uh, in the transition, you know, and the growth and how that's been? Yeah, it's, you know, so going back to the beginning man you know um you know having my experience being in the boxing world and understanding what a small gym is like and 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 what it takes to to kind of run a gym um you know early on i just kind of embarked on a, on a on a journey that was gonna include a business model it wasn't just gonna be hey all the fighters who want to come in and just be maybe champions have those aspirations can come on in I wanted those guys, guys to definitely be in the house, but also wanted to figure out a way to sustain a facility, create a business model to where I could work there, you know, so not just, you know, training fighters, but actually have a job inside the facility. So um, I started out in a really small location, like maybe not even a thousand square feet, um, really kind of a upstairs, downstairs deal. Um, and, you know, just kind of grew the model from there. It's like, okay, well, if we want to grow this thing, we need to have, uh, you know, trainers full-time being in the facility, you know, not just, you know, kind of part-time, but doing personal training for fitness, um, working with clients, you know, partnering with other groups, other organizations to uh, kind of utilize the space when I'm not in there, partnering with other trainers who could potentially use the space when I'm not in there uh, or when I am in there. Um, so I just kind of built a kind of a, a model and expanded on it. I was like, okay, well, who else is out there? So after I continued to, to grow the model, we outgrew our first space. And then we moved into a new space. 
uh, with our groups and our collective uh, organizations that we're working with. And, and then we eventually outgrew that space. Um, um, and at the time, we, we started to build a relationship with uh, St. Paul Ballet uh, organization that's, you know, kind of a, had an unlikely relationship or partnership. Uh, with a studio facility where there was about dance. Um, but we kind of found out early on, like 2015, that we had a lot in comments. We're like, okay, well, we want to be more inclusive. We want to make sure that we're providing for the community. Uh, so we just started to do like cool things together. We started to do like performances. Uh, we got a contract to do a gig at the Ordway where we performed this boxing and ballet, like on stage at the Ordway, which boxing has never been to the Ordway before. <laughs> You know, so we got a chance to do some interesting things and, and all the while building that boxing presence and, and, and strengthening the, the boxing community um, beyond just being inside the ring, but also just being out in the community. And that's what's kind of brought us to this point of where we are today is just like strengthening our community beyond our, our own inner ring, our inner circle, um, looking outside the walls of our, of our boxing ring and, and really grasping and, and holding hands with other community leaders and building a stronger community from that aspect. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting building you guys are in. Uh, the first time I was there, um, it was upstairs and there was a little uh, USA boxing sort of clinic that was being held um, where they brought in a guy to go over um, like judging, you know, on how to score fights and stuff. It was really cool. And I think it might've been up in one of the dance um, rooms. Um, and you guys were, I think, finishing building out downstairs where you are now um and i didn't ever see the other part you know where you guys were but shortly thereafter you know i came down uh, for a free class and i saw you guys you know you guys uh, set me up with a friend of mine to come in for a free class and i was just blown away i mean that place is so cool and you talked about the the boxing and ballet i've seen that clip i found it you know on a newspaper site and clipped it yeah. and shared it thought that was cool um, and, and very unique, like you said, different. And you never hear of boxing um, being associated with ballet. Um, and I think you guys have a lot of other things in there. Um, I was not really familiar with the commotion part of it. Um, can you talk about that? Um, yeah. How, you know, you guys partner, you mentioned partnering, but what that yeah. commotion part is. And I know, Lacey, yeah. you've got a, a role in that. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll take it to the beginning. I'll let my wife speak a little bit more about it. Um, but, you know, early on in our, in our, in our careers and in, in really understanding business and structure is we, we developed a nonprofit organization to run parallel with our, our business um, and essentially partner. Um, it's, a, it's a, you know, as a nonprofit you have, you know, board of directors and you have a structure and a community that helps control and, and build uh, from within. So uh, we added that uh, uh, business model component to our, our operation. Um, so we have a philanthropic arm, as we call it, um, Element Community Health Fund Incorporated, um, which is also commotion um, as almost like a, a, a parent company to uh, what we have and what we do. I can let my wife, who is on the board of directors, <laughs> tell you more about that. Yeah, so um, I'm on the board for Comotion. It was just, um, it, it was a huge part of Element that wasn't, didn't really have a name. I mean, there was a name, Element Community Health Fund, but um, 
every it's still everybody said oh well I'm at element or I get a scholarship from element or I rent from element or where's your business at it's at element um and we just wanted to give all the organizations that rent space from us um a space that didn't just have to be tied to element um um so it, it just gave the whole center a name um and commotion came about just because it, it is it a lot of commotion all in one space with most of them operating in the evenings it's constant commotion in that space it sounds large when you say thirty thousand square feet but when you walk in there during the busy hours um every inch of that space is being utilized by somebody in one corner we have basketball one corner we have gymnastics over here we have boxing next door there's a physical therapist doing bike fitting like there's so many different things going on that commotion was just a name that seemed to fit. Um, through that organization, we've been able to raise um, dollars for scholarships and um, not just for the youth, but for families as a whole. So whenever somebody comes in and says, you know, I'd love to get fit, but I just can't afford this, what can I do? Um, commotion, the nonprofit side of things is able to back those scholarships um, and help get everybody active and moving. Yeah, I saw something uh, online where it talked about how you guys even, and I don't know, you can um, expand on this a little bit, but even provide help for those who need transportation, um, which I just thought was amazing, <laughs> you know? Definitely. Um, so we we would love to one day have, you know, a co-motion bus or van. <laughs> that would be a great, a great goal. But um, provide rides through... Um, ubers and uh bus tokens and things like that however we can help um we also work with some of the uh local shelters we have a parent we have a parent that works um for some of the local shelters and they have vans that they can use to transport kids and families as well so we work through um, a lot of third-party organizations um when it comes to transportation um since we don't um have a van or a bus of our own, but that would be great one day. Um, all of our volunteers and instructors um, do go through background checks. Um, so a lot of the volunteers will help give kids rides and things like that with parent permission or the adults. Um, but yeah, no one's turned away. Um, meals too, we try and provide as many meals as we can or healthy snacks. There's a lot of kids that come in after school um, where they don't have a lot of food at home and things like that. So before working out on an empty stomach, we just want to make sure that we get them fed, um, and get them some snacks. So we have a partnership with, um, the Minneapolis, um, farmer's market coming up this, um, summer and spring. Um, oh, that's cool. provide fresh fruits and vegetables, um, for us to give out to the kids and families, uh, within the gym. That, that reminds me of Sean Clarkin's gym. He had the apples as soon as you walked yeah. out the door. Yeah. We were walking out the door and he was uh, offering us apples because he got apples there for the kids. No, yeah, I think that's, that's cool. Yeah. Um, no, what you guys are doing with the community, it's great. You know, and I, I stress the word community because um, I think that's something that's been missing. It was, I think it was here in the past. And, you know, my dad, he grew up in Northeast Minneapolis and he used to tell me about all the houses. And I, as I'm looking up all these newspaper clippings, I see it, 
where it was the Logan house or the Phyllis Wheatley house or whatever you the unity house, all these different houses. And my dad would tell me that they were not just boxing houses, you know, it was a community house and they would, you know, kids would go there and hang out and they had teams for stuff. And it was a place to go and do your homework or get some help and things like that. And um, there's a lot of boxing gyms, I think that want to do that and that are trying to figure out how to do that um, in some small way. But I mean, you guys uh, have a pretty, pretty good setup, you know, and uh, I don't know to the extent that you do any of that other stuff, but um, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I didn't even realize you had a basketball gym, you know, until uh, the night of your 10 year anniversary when I went in there, because I think those doors were closed when I was there for the boxing class. And I was like, no way. I'm like, you guys have a boxing or a basketball uh, court in here and people were shooting hoops a little bit. It was cool. That's great. Well, I have to ask you, how were you guys impacted by the pandemic uh, during the the shutdown and things of that nature? And of course, we're not out of the woods yet. We're still going through this, but um, obviously it hit a lot of people hard, a lot of businesses. And uh, how did how did you guys get through that situation? Yeah, you know, um, just thinking back, we were like really ahead of just like conversations and talking about like, what are we going to do? Like we, we felt that nervous energy when we felt the shutdown coming, you know, um, but we were were really proactive about how we can provide for our customer base, who we were going to depend on to help us get through it, um, which ended up being super amazing. We, you know, we, when, as soon as things shut down, we immediately like contacted people and say, hey, how can we help you stay active? So we did online workouts um, and we actually still to this day are still offering online uh, opportunity for people who aren't comfortable coming back into the space. Um, we got rid of all of our equipment as much as we could. We distributed it to all of our customer base and said, hey, you guys need a standing bag or if you need a weight, a dumbbell, uh, something to, to, to work out with, a tool, we'll provide that to you as long as you, you know, maintain your membership. Uh, we created a legacy program for people. Um, if they stuck with us, we said, hey, you know, at, when we do open back up, we're likely going to have to raise our rates. If you stay committed to us, we'll maintain that rate, uh, membership rate that you have. Um, so we had a bunch of people that, that stuck with us on that. And just our community came together, man. People were hitting us up and saying, what do you need? Do you need money donations? We will donate to you. We will support you in any way we, ha- we could. My wife was, you know, selling T-shirts and sweaters, dropping off clothes. Like, we really just kind of hit the ground running, man, and just really uh, grinded our way through it. Um, and and, and our, our community was amazing. They stuck with us and they were committed and they said, we want to stick with you. We want to make sure the gym stays open. Um, our groups who, who rent space from us, um, we're still paying portions of their rent. Um, the landlords looked out for us and, and were, were, were willing to work with us as far as like um, doing, um, basically pushing out some rent expenses and, and adding it to future payments. Um, so that really helped us out. Um, so, you know, we had a unique situation where we were able to kind of kind of uh, uh, work our way through. You know, it wasn't easy at all. Like even those, those financial adjustments, you know, still uh, brought challenges. Um, but it allowed us to to sustain and look at at the future, you know. So I was just gonna say we didn't realize boxing could be delivered, kind of like pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, I'm, first of all, I don't think I've ever heard of that. Um, what you just were describing, <laughs> you know, as far as um, giving away equipment, essentially, you know, it's like, hey, you know, you can't come into the gym, have a heavy bag, have a dumbbell. I mean, that's crazy um, and so cool, and that 
was an, I think a very smart thing to do, you know, to offer that um, deal to maintain the rate um, to try and keep those people on with you long-term, because I think that's such a, a difficult thing. I mean, you know, when money's tight and all that, it's like a lot of people just, that was probably one of the first things to go, you know, was the gym memberships and things like that. So, especially since they were getting closed down, you know, um, it amazes me how creative these businesses are getting just to get through situations like that. And sometimes it even changes their business model a little bit going forward. They, they hang on to some of these things, some of these restaurants that maybe didn't do the takeout stuff before are now finding new ways of doing business. And you guys are just a, a great example of that. Just, uh, you know, hats off to you guys for, uh, oh, yeah, yep. getting through this. And, yeah, we try to just remain innovative in all of our approaches. You know what I mean? Like as as we continue to to move forward and, and look at sustainability and growth, we can't do you know everything that was done before and expect you know a different result. You know, I I, I saw well, I saw the gyms previously and I seen why they closed down, and it was it was the innovation that was lacking, or you know the financial resources, or how to get in front of those financial resources. Um, or the misuse of, of financial resources um, that didn't allow the creativity to, to shine through. And we heavily lean on our community. We, oh, we're open ears. We're, we're still students. We still learn and listen to our community and find out what they need. Um, and, and, and then we work together to provide. You know, we know that our facility is not just a boxing gym. We know that we're a safe haven. We're a community space, a safe space for people to learn, grow, and become better individuals. Um, so just having that purpose-driven uh, organization allows us to uh, have that 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 and that that growth opportunity, that that attachment, uh, community aspect, you know, all those things that allow us to be, you know, that community space. Um, yeah, it's so awesome to hear now with everything we've been going through. Uh, yeah, everything that's been in the news, and uh, it just it's good to hear some some positive news about yeah absolutely especially with some boxing gyms not making it um out of this um or struggling i think um you know maybe uh so when you guys first started um transitioning to the new new big space um can you talk a little bit about like because uh, i cause like i said i didn't see the smaller space so i don't really have much to compare it to but um as far as the big space like I was just blown away. Um, I, we were talking to Michael Lewis uh, yesterday uh, from 3P Boxing 24-7 um, and the branding thing. Like, I think you guys are uh, an excellent example, like he is, of uh, excellent marketing. You know, you guys even have, you know, your, or at least you did anyway. I mean, on those freestanding bags, you had your element, you know, stamped on there, the, um, and the 10 year anniversary event that you guys just did is another great example of that everything was done so well. You had like the red carpet area with that banner, you know, so mm -hmm. people could get their pictures taken in front of it, it was so cool. Um, and you had the 10 anniversary banner. I mean, everything about that evening felt just so polished and like, I don't know who, who it was amongst you that, um, you know, can take the most credit for that, <laughs> um, for putting it all together, but it just was really, really, really well done. Um, and I think everyone that was there felt that it was just really polished and great. Yeah. 
Thank you, man. Thank, thanks a lot. I mean, I was there till three in the morning, the <laughs> night before, setting up. Wow, <laughs> it paid off. It was like wow. <laughs> nah, thanks a lot. My wife, she worked her tail off to help organize that. I mean, we started months in advance, just planning and just mm -hmm. trying to be ahead. And you know, she, I, t I give her credit to to making it a formal event because I was like, hey, it's a, a boxing event. Let's just, you know, let's have people just be comfortable. My wife's like no people want to dress up and let's make it formal let's make it an awesome fun filled night people haven't been able to dress up for over a year let's <laughs> let's butter up and let's have fun you know so i think there was a lot of that attitude you nailed that lacy <laughs> and i can tell you i can tell you're a smart man because you give credit to your wife so that's yeah yeah <laughs> Definitely. She is. She is definitely uh, the rock and heart of, of of what goes on in our household and at the gym as well. So, was it similar though in the smaller space? I mean, as far as like the branding, like you know, the on the bags and stuff, or did that like was that a dream and did that that sort of come to fruition in the bigger space? Definitely, definitely a dream, man. You know, um, you know, they say from a branding standpoint, you you don't you don't you know you don't create a brand, you you discover it, you know, and and. And we discovered that, you know, our element and, you know, we initially started out element boxing and fitness. And I don't know if you ever seen our old logo. It was flashing across one of the slideshows, but we had a boxing guy and we had a running guy and it said element boxing and fitness. And, and we wanted to just, you know, over the years, we discovered that, you know, having a polished brand, you know, makes you more recognizable. Um, it, it, it allows you to be, you know, trustworthy and allows you to look more authentic and, and more attractive. So we really pushed towards getting our brand out there as much as we could. Uh, once we shifted the logo um, and found that the Element Gym was just plain and simple, um, the, the honeycomb design. We just wanted to get it all over, all, all over the place. And we, in the early years, were still working off our fundamentals. So we didn't have the extra money to be buying, you know, vinyl signs and stuff like that. You know, uh, we had to make some adjustments throughout our, our business career financially and, and make some sacrifices. And we sacrificed early on, you know, um, the, the equipment and stuff that we wanted. Um, until we got to the point where we could afford it and, and we were able to make those adjustments and, and, and grow our, our business and, and wanted to grow our brand as well as we took things to the next level. So it was like element on everything, element <laughs> on our, element mm -hmm. on our sweatshirts, element on our bags, you know, element on the vinyl signs and anywhere we can put element, we just try to do it and um, it's, it's paid off in a major way. Um, because it came out, you know, early on is just being, once again, going back to our mission and purpose, we also wanted to make sure that Element was not just a, a brand that people saw, but also something that people could feel and take with them, you know, so looking at uh, true branding, right, it's not what people, what you, what people say, or what you say about yourself is what people say about you, so we felt important, so as we got our brand out to the community, we're not, you know, we don't sell anything, you know, it's a community. We want to, we want to be known for that. Um, so that's why we take so much pride in our, our relationships, you know, um, the way we speak, to, you know, to each other, the way that we speak to others, the way that we treat everybody, the way that we're represented, you know, for our 10th anniversary, you know, the way you feel when you walk into our facility, you know, all those things are intentional because that's, that's where our brand is really uh, most recognized. Yeah, I wanted to um, get back to your boxing a little bit. I did see on BoxRec you had, what, a couple of pro fights, won both of them. Um, yep. Was there any reason in particular that you, you walked away at that point? Or uh, was 
it injuries or you just decided maybe you had enough you didn't really want to go down that road or what yeah you um you know I I didn't I saw myself earlier on like you know when I was still early amateurs after high school like potentially turning pro and you know life just took a took, took a spin right you know what I mean I didn't plan on opening a gym when I was 22 23 years old I, you know um I saw an opportunity and I and I seen it and I seen it some I seen a need you know I said you know this gym could be a huge opportunity one for uh, a future for myself um a uh, future for others um um, but I didn't, I didn't see it as, as, Hey, this would be a platform for me to, to now become a pro fighter. You know, I, I, I kind of sacrificed my career, but I wanted to prove it to myself, um, that I could be a pro fighter. You know, um, I felt I was, I was a good amateur fighter, amateur fighter. I've been to nationals. I won the ringside national open men's tournament at 178 pounds in, in 2007. Um, so I've, I've been there and, I, and I've done that. But I wanted to prove my, to myself just under my own banner that I could do the pro fights. You know, I wanted to just at least get my feet wet um, and have those fights and see where it could go. Um, after I did finish my fights, we had our, our firstborn and our, our second son came and, and life just took over. So I, I decided to make that sacrifice from trying to become, you know, the best in the world as a champion to become the best for the world and give back and, and try to coach and, and, and create some champions and create an amazing facility. I didn't want to sacrifice, you know, everybody else's, you know, opportunity and 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 lack on certain things in the gym because I was only focused on myself. I I know what it takes to be a good, great fighter, and you have to sacrifice a lot, you know. And I wasn't willing to sacrifice my family and sacrifice the facility and our gym and our, our community, our brand, our reputation because I just wanted to be about me and me as a fighter. Um, I felt like after my two pro fights, man, I, I felt like I, I did it. I felt like I got my feet wet. I felt like I, I made a statement in, in Minnesota boxing um, and, 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 and took on two tough, you know, uh, professional fighters and, and, and got the job done. Um, so, you know, I proved it to myself and I, I felt I needed to do that. And I felt that that, that was enough, you know, um, with everything going on in my life. Well, and the gym continued to grow. And as as everybody knows, you can't give a hundred percent to two things at once and expect, mm-hmm. you know, great yeah. results. Especially Training. in a sport like boxing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Especially boxing. Yeah. Especially yeah. boxing. Good, good like Lacey, I see that you've got uh, some medical background um, in, yes. in nursing, it looks like. Uh, yep, can you yep. talk about that briefly? And then, and does that play into the gym at all, you know, and how you can help make sure kids are safe and all that? Yeah, definitely, for sure. Um, so I am an RN. I graduated from St. Catherine University. Um, I worked for nine years in the birth center at U of M Fairview Riverside. Um, I'm also, also a lactation consultant. So my background is, is babies and <laughs> birth and all that kind of stuff, women's health. Um, so quite the opposite of what I do on a daily basis in a boxing gym, besides after my own kids. Um, but yeah, so as far as keeping everybody CPR certified, AED trained, things like that, um, I'm usually the person who's chasing after everybody, reminding them to keep the, all, all their stuff current. Um, and then, yeah, as far as keeping kids safe, we've done all kinds of workshops on eating healthy and obviously physical fitness and things like that. Um, and then on the promotion side of things, um, we do a lot of work with um 
diabetes training and um, and again mentorship and again just living and eating healthy and things like that. With COVID arising, um, that we did a lot. Um, I was on a committee with the building for um, COVID. Um, all the changes that all the businesses had to make and policies and things like that within the gym. Cause you know, the state gave out their recommendations, but then it was up to all these fitness centers to come up with solid um, plans on how they were going to handle positive cases and, and various things like that. So um, just writing up a lot of policies and COVID preparedness stuff has been where that nursing background has came into great use lately, of course. Um, and then we're also rock study boxing affiliated for Parkinson's disease. And we do a lot of free workshops and things like that with the elderly and through that program. Um, so I help where, wherever I'm needed. Um, I help out. That's great. You've got a lot of, a lot of stuff on your plate there. A lot of really good stuff. So. Yeah. Well, we have a team, you know, our, our trainers, our, 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 our team, our organization that we partner with and, um, the staff that we have accumulated, you know, just really help us, you know, get the things done. Like, there's no way we can balance all these things without our team in place. You know, I'm already mentored, mentioned the mentorship program. Uh, we have two lead uh, program directors, one for our young women's uh, redefined group um, and then one for our uh, uh, rising sons uh, program. And those are like. I want to say they're not athletic based, but they're non-athletic based mentorship programs so for students, not just that are in our boxing program, but there's for, for students um, just in the community um, that are in need of support and, and guidance and mentorship. So my wife um, is involved in the Young Women's Redefined group and, and I assist in the Rising Suns mentorship group along with our, our, our leads on those things. You guys are lined up on the May 22nd. Is that going to be region two that you're hosting? Um, no, this is just going to be a, a match bout we're putting together um, for a few, okay. a few bouts. Um, the region two, the Golden Gloves is going to be in June. Um, okay. We're, we're actually going to be combining the region one and region two tournaments. Um, so they're going to be elements. So we'll host uh, Lisa and, and that crew on that side. Um, so I think we'll have a live weekend, man. I think that. So you'll you know, do it in May and then there'll be another event at Element in June then? Yep. Mm -hmm. So we'll just do a match bout, um, just, just some, you know, some freelance bouts um, um, in, in May. And then June, we'll actually have the tournament. We're going to have the Region 1 and right. Region Golden Gloves tournament. How's so, that going to work since you're doing um, both combined? It's going to have to be over like two days or something? Or? Yeah, we'll Day. So yeah, it'll be a full full two days of boxing, and and we we'll, suppose when you do the Golden Gloves, there ends up being a lot of match bouts. Um, so we will be really slow on the match bouts and really focus heavy on the tournament bouts, um, so that we can make sure we don't we don't have fifty bouts in a night or two days spread out. We'll, we'll make sure we utilize the two days and have some awesome championship fights. So. Uh, we're looking forward to it, man. I'm super stoked. Um, you know, you, Sean, being able to experience the, the fight at that at, on our anniversary, just kind of that exhibition showcase type stuff. Um, you know, the lighting and stuff like that is coming back. You know, uh, we're looking for that stuff to stay. I have a, a, a contract um, with a group who uh, is going to be installing those kind of lights. And, you know, we're going to have a nice venue for Minnesota boxing. That's right there in Element. So we're super stoked about that. So all future fights will be just like kind of our anniversary night. Maybe not draped and dripped with, you know, vinyl, you know, cloth, tablecloth. And all. 
No, I don't expect to be wined and dined, you know. I mean, you guys even fed us great. I wasn't even expecting that. I'm like, oh my God, there's chicken and all this other stuff. And it was crazy. (laughs) Uh, But we're excited, man. We're super thrilled and excited to be able to, you know, keep going with our shows, man, and just become that uh, place for people to come and be a part of our programs and or just, you know, check out some fights. Do things that feel so good. Yeah. Talk about kicking off. uh, you know, after the 10 year anniversary, that's, that's quite, quite an awesome, uh, continuation, right. To make sure that you're going for another 10, um, yes. getting, getting, a, a fight night coming up here when we haven't had spectator fights for a long time. And then to get the, both the region ones and region twos, that's awesome. Um, yeah. as far as that May 22nd show, um, yeah. goes, I mean, I, I saw the flyer and I shared it right away. Um, but just some quick questions. Cause I mean, obviously with COVID, is there any limitation on the, the amount of spectators you can have? Cause like you said, people are hungry. We want to get out there. We want to watch live boxing. Um, yeah. And then when did tickets go on sale for that? Yeah. So we are definitely going to have limitations. We're only going to start uh, provide a limited amount um, because we want to keep people seated, you know, this have some social distancing going on between sure. seats. Uh, we do have a large capacity. So, I mean, at 50% capacity, our facility can actually take up to 500 people. We don't want to go that high. We want to make sure that people feel safe and, yeah. and are allowed to, you know, be comfortable, um, be even with restrictions in place that are, you know, as large as ours, you know, 500 people, whatever. Um, so, you know, we'll sell, we'll sell less than 200 seats, um, but we're also going to uh, make sure that people are kind of spaced out as well um, with those. So um, even uh, we made some changes already to our facility to make sure that we can go 360 around the ring as well. So, um that's going to be uh, seats around the whole thing instead of just like majority on one side. Um, and then to your last point, tickets are currently on sale. Um, so we're doing Eventbrite uh, pre-sale. Um, oh, so you can okay. go to our web, you know, elementgym.org slash events. Um, and you'll be able to see that flyer and be able to click on the link and it'll take you right to Eventbrite to purchase tickets. And so, do the limited numbers. I'm going to try not to take any walk-ins. So make sure you get your tickets ahead of time. And it was elementgym.org. Can mm-hmm. you repeat that one more time? So it's www.elementgym.org slash events. Um, and then you'll click through the event link and you'll be able to purchase directly through our Eventbrite setup. And there's multiple ticket options from ringside to general to even table seating again. Uh, we'll have session stands, so there won't be you know, chicken and all those extra stuff this time. <laughs> But we do have tables in general and, and ringsides available. Um, you know, from the fighter standpoint, you know, obviously, you know, they're not going to be fighting with, you know, masks on and stuff like that. But there's some ex- extra protocols that USA Boxing has uh, is requiring and such from weigh-ins to all those kind of things. So, you know, we got plenty of space to keep everybody, you know, uh, separated in, in certain instances. Um, but we're going to do our best, man, to keep everything right and, and make sure everybody has a, has a, has a fun night and, and, and gets excited to be back to Minnesota boxing. So, Thanks a lot, Dalton and Lacey and, and Kit for joining yeah. us. Yeah. Good <laughs> to talking to you and um, best yes. wishes. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah, we'll be seeing you soon. I'm going to go buy my ticket right now. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. See you, Brian. Thank you. See you later. Good night. Take care. Take it easy.